This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. Welcome in. It is a victory edition of the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Welcome to the YouTube channel. Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam here. The Kansas City Chiefs. 41 to Las Vegas Raiders, 14, pretty much just a bloodletting for, for, for the Chiefs in Vegas today. Verderam, huge win for the Chiefs. Not just that they won. They've won more games than they've lost this year. But the way that they won, finally, I enjoyed a game. I've got a beer here. What are your initial thoughts on this huge victory for the Chiefs? That's the Kansas City Chiefs. That- yeah is what they're supposed to look like. An offense that said, we'll take what we want, not what you'll give us. We are going to go down the field when we want to. We are going to move the chains. And when you take a chance, we're going to beat you. I thought the Chiefs were absolutely phenomenal in this game. The only hiccup in the game really was Hughes fumbling the the, the punt return. And then it, coming out of the third quarter, coming out of the, the half, actually, into the third quarter, you know, the Chiefs' defense had a, had a little bit of a breakdown there. Other than that, I mean, perfect football. Perfect. Yeah. They could not have been better. Over 500 yards of total offense. The Raiders have a good offense. They held them to 14 points. And that wasn't a cheap fourth. I mean, the Raiders, like, that's what they deserve to have. It wasn't like they got down there and turned it over and missed a bunch of the goals. Yeah. The Chiefs killed the Raiders in that game. Hell, if Hughes doesn't fumble the block, game's even worse. I mean, it was right, it was right. a master class. And, and I saw somebody mention it, Tommy Townsend. Damn, man, getting the gun maybe on a few places. Yeah. That ball was a missile. That was a missile. Marcus Kemp. I said all week, it is about execution with this team. It is about focus. It is about getting down to the details and not dropping a pass on third down and not missing a block and not taking a penalty. I thought in this game they were brilliant on both sides. I love the game plan. I love that they went back to those intermediate routes. By the way, for everybody who said, oh, Travis Kelsey, he's washed up, didn't look too washed in that game. Nope. All right. Nope. So yeah. just a great win all the way. 
Yeah. And, and what's up, everybody out there in, in YouTube land? Uh, appreciate it. The Sierra Head Addict Podcast. Saw a lot of you out there. Somebody, somebody's birthday. I didn't catch the name. Happy birthday to you. What a great birthday present for you. What's up, Brett from London? What's up, Jeff? Uh, what's up, uh, uh, Daniel, Matthew? A ton of you guys out there. If you could do us a favor and hit the thumbs up button on the YouTube channel. Let's get this this post-game show, the most rocking post-game show uh, we've had this year. Um, you hit that thumbs up button. It'll definitely help us out. We appreciate you all um, out there supporting us. Yeah, man. You know, for me too, I think what I'm most excited about from this game is the confidence, right? Like the confidence that a, that a performance like this Absolutely. gives to the Chiefs after the way they have struggled all season long. Everything has been hard. Everything has been a slog. Even their victories against its bad teams. Caribou says count chocolate. Just count right, chocolate. I don't know. Goddamn right. Yeah. You, oh, you don't have any. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's all right. You got. You're gonna have to make good on that though. I, I'm. I got some. I'll put in a ziplock and I'll mail it. Okay. We'll find um, a way. Believe me, I'd be more than happy to count chocolate. Yeah. Oh, uh, Haley. Haley's 30th birthday was on Thursday, and, and she wanted to win. You got it. I love it. Absolutely love everybody out there in the chat. We're so friggin' thrilled about this victory. You know, honestly, the, the way the Chiefs defense played in this game, for the most part, uh, with the exception of that hiccup early in the third quarter, they right. the, the Raiders' offense looked like the Chiefs' offense has looked the last few weeks. Sort of just nothing going right, disjointed, couldn't get into any kind of rhythm. And it, and it wasn't just them, though. I mean, the Chiefs were making plays. They were getting pressure. Jerron Reed had a play. Plays in the secondary, tight coverage. Absolutely just a masterful performance from the Chiefs. The Chiefs kicked their ass. And yeah. I see, by the way, I, I want to give, I see John saying, sorry, but John doesn't bullshit me for Hey, John, you're right. You're right. Like, I don't know what the hell Deshaun Jackson was doing. He should have walked into the end zone. I, I totally agree with you, but he didn't. And Fenton makes a nice play. Now, look, I, I also, by the way, could sit here, though, and say, look, you know, if, if, if Hughes doesn't fumble the ball and he gets hit by a punter, you know, then then what happens? Maybe it's a totally different game that way, and the Chiefs just blow him out right off the bat. So, look, I agree. That was a critical – I thought the two turning points of the game were that play and then Tommy Townsend's fake punt. I, I, thought, I thought that was the – the difference, and yes, I am aware my Wi-Fi right now is uh, is failing me, but I'm here. I apologize for the, uh, the the crappy feed, but I don't care tonight. I don't care. The Chiefs yeah. won a game; they had to win. They lose the game. If they lose a game a five five, and they're going, God, they can make fun. I mean, you know, right. they got Dallas since we. Now you come out of that game, you're like, they're six and four. They're winning the division. I mean, all of a sudden, you go, you'll go. get a Dallas game and go, man, they win that game? Like, right. Look out. Like, they're going to the yeah. so four, they win that game. And then you're like, shit, but they, they really could go on a run. So you'll get the rest of the schedule. Uh, good luck. And John, yeah. I, see, I don't know what to tell you. They, I mean, you can't be happy about tonight. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, 41 to 14 against a division rival who was first place in the division going into the game. On the road. I mean, 500 plus yards. Didn't take many penalties. Really, the only one of consequence was Fenton's right early in the game. I don't know what else you can say. I mean, that, that game was killing. If you're the Raiders, you think you're sitting there feeling like, ah, you know, we were in that game. They weren't in that game at all. They got killed. Yeah. So yeah. that was – that was. I'll tell you right now, that is going to be a very, very, very happy, excited plane ride home going to Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, give us that thumbs up if you could, please. There's a, a well over 250 of you, I think, out there watching and YouTube and Twitter. Hit that thumbs up on the on the on the YouTube uh, 
under the video there, get us some more, uh, some more Chiefs fans in here to celebrate. This is a celebration edition of the Arrowhead Attic podcast. All right, so let's, let's get into some of the game. But before we do that, I want to hit on what this means, right? And we've already touched on it a little bit. The Chiefs enter the day not in first place in the AFC West, haven't been in first place in the AFC West since, since week one. And now they're in first place. Everybody else lays an egg and loses. And the Chiefs go from not being in the playoff picture to being in first place in the AFC West. And I believe they're now the four seed in the AFC playoffs, which is just incredible. They're half game from Baltimore. Baltimore lost the friggin' Dolphins. Like, yeah. The, if this is the way they play going forward, and let's be real, that's a huge hit, right? Like, this is the first time all year they've put it together. If they play like this moving forward, the AFC is going to rue the day they let them hang around for as long as they did. Because this yeah. could have been – they could have buried the Chiefs. This could have been a situation where, you know what, the Chiefs are going to have to be like a seven seed or six seed. And then now you look at it and you're like, the Bills, they killed the Jets today. Okay, that's fine. The Ravens just lost the Dolphins. The Titans offensively have not played very well. They've got injuries, but to their credit, they're winning. But, man, if that's the team that we keep saying, good luck. Like I don't care where yeah. they play. I mean, that was – that was a great performance. And I, I wanted to mention, too, and I, I think I saw somebody mention it. At the end of the game, even though the game was already well in hand, Nadi makes that sack, and he gets up and starts doing a, you know, a big dance behind the line of scrimmage, and they go to the sideline, and Mahomes and Kelsey are dancing like crazy. And I, you know what? Sometimes in sports and in life, your entire perspective has just changed with confidence. And we have talked about that. You and I, I know Matt Connor Sterling as well. They have had such a crisis of confidence. Like, it has been – it's almost gripped them. I mean, especially on offense, you could see it. Like, it was just yeah. – it was almost like they were just waiting for something to go wrong. It was, oh, well, who's going to drop a pass? You know, who's going to – you know, is Mahomes going to make a wrong read? They came out in this game, and really, the whole 60 minutes, it was obvious how confident they were. And they, and they got more confidence. I mean, I think early I, – I think a week ago – Mahomes doesn't throw that ball to Darrell Williams. I really, I really believe that. He would have scrambled. But he saw the play. It was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm throwing this ball to Darrell Williams. And Darrell Williams, looking like Marshall Falk, comes down with it. And I mean, it was just one of those nights. It was great. It was a great, yeah. great performance by the Chiefs. And some, and we've been talking about it. You know, when things would go badly, you, you just got the feeling that the, that the Chiefs were like, oh, God, here we go again. And yes. you'd see the body yes. language. And the frustration and this is like this team has struggled in the past, especially in their Super Bowl season. But the, early in that season, Mahomes had a busted ankle and, and and you just sort of had the feeling like they just, you know, there was just a little hiccup. This is the first time in the Mahomes era that they've really struggled. I mean, it was really, really tough on them. And they were still five and four going into this game, which is absolutely incredible. And so to get through that, that's character building stuff. Dynasties aren't just, you know, if you're going to try to build a dynasty, which which the Chiefs have a chance to do, right, uh, with all the winning that they've been doing, like, you know, we've talked about the Patriots on the show and the in the 10 years that they went without winning a Super Bowl and and they yes. had struggles and they had bad stretches and they had the all the seasons when people were writing them off. And and the Chiefs need or needed, I think, a stretch at least where they, they had like, could we come through this? Right. Like doubt has to creep into your mind, no matter how confident you are, you know, oh, 
was it a fluke or are we done? Or was, you know, was that it? Or can we get it back? And yeah. to go out there in this game and, and, and we talked about it the last couple of weeks, you know, I was saying, I, I wonder if they're just putting it together. This is a big change for them on offense. Things like this don't happen overnight. It's hard to execute consistently. The coach, everybody's got to go through it. Maybe they're just going through it right now. And maybe we're seeing the beginnings of that execution. And 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 let's let's kind of get into the offense. Uh, uh, you know, on our rundown of the show here, um, the the Chiefs' offense is back in gear, and it's and it's not the gear that we were used to with the big plays down the field constantly. Although they were there tonight, but it's exactly what everybody's been saying needed to happen. Take what the take what the defense gives you. Run the football. Throw it to the throw it to the flat. Throw it to your checkdown. And the Chiefs were doing that tonight, and they were executing. They were ta- they were patient. They took what the Raiders gave them, and then oh boom, you finally get a one on one with Tyree Kill with a single high safety, and Mahomes hits him for a big play. And there were some missed opportunities as well where Mahomes overthrew guys that, that, that they could get. Yeah, so I mean, they, the opportunities were there. The Chiefs made the best of some of them. And, and now they've got to be feeling like, okay, we can do this, and that's great news for the Chiefs' offense. Absolutely. They, I mean, I, I believe firmly with them, and, I, and I'll build off of what you just said what I said earlier. It's just – it's confidence. Like, Mahomes is throwing the ball with confidence in this game. It was aggressive. They didn't, they didn't sit back. I mean, it was – even the throws he missed. You know, like the, the, the first one, the Robinson, that was brutal. I mean, he was wide open. Ten times out of ten, Mahomes hits that. And then the one shot play down the sideline to Hill, he had him. He maybe should have put a little bit of air under the ball. He doesn't. But man, I loved it. He was just going for it. it like, I don't care. I'm not just. I'm not just going to sit back and hope that it works. Man, it was like, no, I don't. You know what? You, you got a step. You're getting the ball. I'm taking the chance. Like I, the only throw he made in that game that I didn't like was the one that, that Hardman was double covered near the end zone. Should have been picked. That was the one throw. I'm like, all right, that that goes over the line. By the way, I see Tom saying 400 yards, five TDs for Mahomes. He's the only quarterback, according to Stat News, in NFL history to do that multiple times with no picks. Not bad. <laughs> wow. He's 26 yeah. years old. It's yeah. pretty good. And he, he he had some luck in this game with the picks, but he's had some bad luck. These things tend to even out a little bit. The the, the throw that I just referenced, he should have been picked off. The one that Hayward got his hands on, by the way, it was a, it was a very nice play by Hayward because he really disguised his coverage and came flying in. He just never saw him. But that would have been a hard pick. I mean, that ball was thrown down away hard. Like, that wasn't like a ball that you go, oh, you got to have that. Um, but it is what it is. I'll tell you what. You want to talk about picks that should have been had. Carr should have thrown about six. I oh, mean, yeah. How many yeah, times did Carr basically punt the ball while he was on the way down to the ground? They got him <laughs> once with Sorensen's pick. There should have yeah. been about four other ones. I mean, he just was throwing the ball for grab. It was the Chiefs by the end of that game. And Keith, where's account chocolate? If you can find it, tell me. I'll eat the whole damn bag. I can't <clears> find <throat> it. I went to Target. I went to yeah. friggin' Costco. It was nowhere to be found. Um, that being said, I really, I mean, I, I thought the Chiefs in that game played with confidence, played with aggression on both sides of the ball. You know, everybody on the defensive line stood out in one way or another. The line, one play that I couldn't even believe happened. It was it was incomplete pass to Waller down the seam. Nick Bolton was running stride for stride with him. It was the play that Thornhill came across and broke up. Freaking Nick Bolton, who I've been the first one to say, like, run it all. Nick Bolton was stride for stride for 40 yards with Waller. I never thought I'd see that in my life. So that was 
that was only in USA Chief Fences, Amazon sells couch chocolate. And those boys are about to get some business. Um, yeah. You got to you got to get a storage unit. That's right. I've never really tried yeah. to shop the food on Amazon. I'll have to check it out. Um, yeah. yeah. That was though. Although I tell you what, my wife she bought the Cosmic Brownie cereal today. So. Oh, uh, what did you think? I I, I didn't give that a good it. rating. I haven't okay. had it. She just yeah. bought it like you know during I don't know, the late window games. So I'll have to I'll have to crunch some of that down. But regardless, look, we can't get off topic. It's too important. Mike, Chris Albright, you send me that. I'll, I'll send you some memorabilia. I swear to God. Um, look, this, this game was the game everybody in Chiefs land has been waiting for all year long. Yeah. Offense comes yeah. together with the defense. They, they had some issues on special teams. They missed a field goal. They had the fumble. They also had great coverage all night. They had a, they had a hell of a fake punt. They executed to perfection. That game was every single thing, in my opinion, you could have wanted to see out of them, and they put it all on national television against their most hated rival. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about Mahomes. He was dealing, absolutely dealing in this game, doing a great job, not just of, of, of making the, the, the bigger plays when he had to. Um, you know, the throw to Williams comes to mind, the big, the big pass play to Tyree Kill. But just you, you would see him. And, and I saw a question somebody asked out there in the chat, like, why isn't you know, why isn't Josh Gordon more involved? Well, listen, he's out there. He's getting snaps. I think he started uh, in this game. Look, he look. he's always going to be the third option, right? So Mahomes is looking at Hill. He's looking at Kelsey. And, and the way that they have to play right now is they have to get the ball out when those guys are covered up, when they're playing these shell coverages. And so Mahomes is going to his checkdowns. I think if they can continue to play this way on offense, if they can replicate this in the next couple of games, I think you'll see things start to loosen up a little bit. Teams are going to – because it happened to the Raiders, right? And then that will create opportunities for Gordon. The Raiders come out there. They're trying to do what all the other teams have done, and the Chiefs are eating them alive. And if you were looking at the time of possession differential at around halftime, the Raiders were getting killed because uh, – whereas in the past, the Chiefs were turning the ball over in the red zone and things like that. That wasn't happening – they were moving the football, they were scoring, and they were limiting the Raiders' chances to get going. Make no mistake, this is a talented Raiders offense. Derek Carr's been playing pretty well this year. They, they can score points, and the Chiefs did as much defense with their offense as, as they did you know, with the fellas actually playing defense in this game. And that, that comes down to Mahomes just taking what they're giving them, taking what they're giving them. That's why Darrell Williams, if you have got him in fantasy and you're in a PPR league, he has a bunch of catches for a bunch of yards. That's I saw somebody commented earlier too. Oh, you know, the running game really didn't get going. Those short passes is the running game. Like that's part of the running game. Um, so I, I think absolutely fantastic. tonight. if you look at the numbers on that, actually, the Chiefs, the Chiefs only averaged 3.8 yards running the football, but they had 25 carries for 94 yards. But then you got Daryl Williams with nine receptions for 101 yards. Jarek McKinnon had one for six. That's all factoring into the running game as far as I'm concerned. What, what was your opinion of Mahomes tonight, Ferran? I thought I thought he was phenomenal. And it wasn't even the stats. Like, it wasn't like, I get it. You could sit there and parse it. Well, you know, he missed a couple throws. He did. Like, he absolutely did. Um, you could sit there and argue, well, you know, he throws two balls. It could have been picked. I, like, I, don't, I don't care. They weren't picked. And guys throw balls like that all the time. I watched the Bills say in the Jets. You know what? Josh Allen threw a couple balls that absolutely should have been picked off. They weren't. Like that's part of it. That that's part of it. I mean, I, I I get it, but it is what it is. And ultimately, Mahomes was brilliant in the game. He made a ton of throws. He was in complete command of the offense. 
I saw Tiger Shark asked earlier while you were speaking, he said, you know, Matt, you said if the offense figures it out, it's over. Yeah, if they play like this, it's over. Like I'll, I'll, I'll go right on record now. Now, that's a huge if. It's a huge if. If Kansas City plays like that, good luck. I don't care who they're playing. Like, that was – the Raiders are, to me, an average football team. It just killed them. And that game wasn't even close. And, by the way, we talked about this all week. It wasn't like this was some game that didn't matter for the Raiders. This is a huge game for the Raiders. Coming off the loss of the Giants, everything. Kansas City killed them. I mean, that was a demolition. Kelsey was open the whole game. Hill was open a lot of the game. They got the ball to guys like Pringle and Hardman and Robinson when they needed to go to the third option. I mean, and Noah Gray. Like, I actually thought that was a great play. That was one of those plays where – It was not an easy catch. It was. It wasn't. It was a hell of a cap. But also with Mahomes, like I really was impressed because that's a ball where you're ready to hand that thing off, and he sees Max Crosby coming over the side. That's a ball. If you look at the replay, if he hands off, the Chiefs do not get in the end zone. And I give him credit. He pulled that ball. He knew he was going to take a hit, and he had to unload it very quickly. And he, and he threw, threw a ball, like you said, wasn't perfect. Hit him on the back shoulder, but it was good enough he could catch it. Great play. Great play. Yeah. I thought that was one of the games that, that, that really it gets forgotten, but or one of the plays gets forgotten because everything else is, is just so overwhelming. But I thought Mahomes, in terms of his confidence, his command, his, his pocket presence, there wasn't one time he slid out of there when he shouldn't have. I yeah. thought it was easily the best game he played all year. And yes, yeah. to answer your question, they, the Raiders, they actually mixed it up. They they do not play a lot of too high. They play a lot of cover three, zone. Um, and so I do think there is some of that. Like the Chiefs are going to still have to be the standard cover two and a lot. But now I think at least with the Chiefs, you have the confidence. Like there's the belief that, hey, we're going to go down and score, which has been just desperately missing. The Raiders – Tonight, I don't care. They could have played cover two. They could have played cover ten. They were getting their asses kicked in that game. And Kansas City spread them out, hit the honey holes at, that, down the sideline, in the zones, intermediate levels. The Raiders were not going to win that game, no matter what defense they played. I would expect more man coverage from Dallas, but right now, we'll, listen, we'll focus on Dallas later. The Chiefs did everything they had to do in that game, and they took apart a Raiders team that was at home and very desperate on national television, and it was never close. Yeah, this was for first place in the AFC West. Everybody knew it coming into the game, and the Chiefs were the team that showed up. Um, Thank you again. This is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. If you can hit the thumbs up on the YouTube, we'd appreciate it. Let's get that up over 200. Let's get, we've got over 500 people here for our live Chiefs postgame show and really a celebration of finally the first great game for the Chiefs this year. Um, And and let us know what you're drinking out there. I, when, when things started going well, I popped into the freezer. I've been, I've been hanging on to this, a 2020 Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. Uh, This is the oatmeal stout. Absolutely fantastic beer. I got a bunch of them down in my beer cellar. Would love to know what you guys are drinking out there to celebrate this big win. Um, So listen, let's talk a little bit about water. Cheeto freaks uh, hydrate, hydrating up. I love it. Um, I didn't drink during the game because I get too depressed if they lose and I'm drunk. So I wait until uh, and, and it's all going in my mouth this time, not, not going in my head. Um, so listen, uh, let's talk about Daryl Williams. Okay. Um, 
I th- he really stepped up in this game. He was super reliable. He's he's probably never going to go out there and wow you, although that catch was incredible. But goes out there, does a solid job, picks up the first downs that need to get picked up, hits the holes. Um, what was your opinion on Daryl Williams in this game? Oh my God, I mean, listen, you have a hundred yards receiving. My opinion of you is going to be pretty damn favorable. I, I, you know, it's funny that touchdown play. I see Matt Connor jumping into the set. Chat, good for him taking a night off, having a stout. God bless. Um, <laughs> I never ever drink by myself. I'm having a beer after this. Um, you know, when when Mahomes started to scramble. I thought to myself, like, okay, he's just going to try to run for the first down. Looked like yeah. he had room. And then he threw it. And like I said earlier, I really think, like, I, I'm not in his head, of course, but I really think he started to run and saw the one-on-one and just literally thought to himself, fuck it. I'm just going to wail this thing and see what happens. And that's pretty much what happened. But, like, Williams, I give him credit. Like, he really got position. He fought him off. I also thought in this game, you know – he earned some tough yards. He wasn't great running the ball, but when they needed a couple a couple yards here, a couple yards there, he got them. Like I, they don't need to run excessively. They need to run efficiently. And I thought in the game, that's right, Reed, Daryl's down there somewhere, right? The old gif, you know? Like, hell with it. I'm chucking the damn thing. I was, <laughs> I was just so impressed. By their their maturation, seemingly almost overnight, offensively, I mean, it was just it was a very methodical. We're going to just bleed you to death. And by the way, it's not just going to be on these five yard plays, these six yard plays. No, no, no. Like it's also going to be fifteen yard plays in in the seam and over the middle and down the sideline. It was perfect. It was perfect football outside of a fumble on special teams and the first drive and a half out of the, the third quarter defensively. They were just they were spectacular. I honestly, honest to God, I'm not telling anybody how to root for the team. You want to be nervous, that's fine. If you're not happy after that, I, I mean, I, I feel for you. I don't know how you – they destroyed the Raiders. And yeah. I think, you know, it's – it was everything you needed. Everything you needed. I, I, I feel a little bit like I've been wandering through the desert and somebody just offered me, you know, a big, big-ass jug of ice-cold water. I mean, that's that's how that whole game felt. We've talked about it, about how we haven't really enjoyed a single Chiefs game this year because even in the ones that they were winning, they just weren't playing like the Chiefs. And look, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. Like th- th- these are other NFL teams. Games are going to be hard to win. But occasionally, because they're so talented, you would get games like this, which which we weren't accustomed to as Chiefs fans, yep. where we, we could just sit back and, and crack open a beer and be like, yeah, man, we're going to win this. I don't have to stress. I can enjoy the football. This is so much fun. Um, and that's what tonight was for me. And hey, let's make make sure you're subscribing. If you if you are a new, if you've never come across this channel before, yeah, please do. we've got a bunch of great content. We're on here a couple times a week. Uh, we get exclusive interviews. I and mean, we've talked to Alex Smith. We talked to Tony Gonzalez. We talked to Mitchell Schwartz. So you want to be subscribed to the Arrowhead Addict YouTube channel. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and that thumbs up button as well. Um, I saw somebody in the chat saying, I want to pick your brain on this further around. I saw somebody in the chat say, well, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is, is is not good, and he's you know he's the same as as Daryl Williams and 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 Derek Gore. Um, I, you know, I personally disagree with that. I actually think, look, he's been a little bit disappointing to what I thought. I think we all hoped he would be, but I'm telling you right now, if he was playing tonight, I think he has 120 yards rushing. 
because I do think he's more talented than Daryl Williams and 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 Derek Gore. But, but what's your opinion, uh, Berger? I think I think he's he's more of a complete back than both. Um, I like Gore's speed. I think he's faster. He's got better vision. But I also think Edwards Alaire would have had a big night tonight. Yes, yes. I, I think that you have to say that. You have to say that. Um, you know. But man, look, I don't I don't give a damn about any of that stuff right now. Like I I don't care. I don't care who the hell their their running backs are. It doesn't matter. Like when Mahomes in that offense plays like that, good night. That was that was one of those. They could put they could put you or me in at running back. And with, with, with that all, <laughs> yeah. Somebody mentioned it in the chat. I think it was a good point. Nobody has mentioned Andrew Wiley, and mm-hmm. that's a tough spot, man. Max Crosby yeah. is having a great year, and I think the sacks like five and a half. If he's he, if you watch there, he didn't dominate. Yeah. Andrew Wiley got a lot of help in this game. They they chipped and they 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 were doubling him at times. But you know what? There was also a lot of times he was one on one. And there were a couple of snaps. He was holding on for dear life. But man, he did his job. Max yeah. Crosby did nothing of consequence in that game. Nothing. Except take a personal foul, actually, on a late hit. So yeah. um it was a battle. It was a battle for sure. But I mean, I was really impressed with Wiley as well. He more he, than he did what they ball. needed him to do. Yeah. And, and Another point I want to bring up, because this guy's been crapped on all year, and I do not understand why. Orlando Brown in this game against Yannick Ngakwe got no help on that side. Did, did Yannick Ngakwe make a tackle tonight? I, I didn't know. see him. I mean, maybe maybe at one time. I mean, he did nothing in that game. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the first yeah. drive, he had a pressure. He did nothing the rest of that game. That was a, a perfect and again by the way the interior I mean d- that is one thing that after last year when it felt like he got they got pushed against them every single time my god I mean the interior of that offensive line nobody gets pressure I mean the three of them just stand in there and it's just a wall it was a wonderful game it was a wonderful game um we could go on and on and on and on. I mean I, I honestly don't think other than Hughes fumbling on the on the return I don't think there was one player that you could say oh he played a bad game I, no. I mean, I really don't like. I, there was not one guy who I was like, man, he really, you know, he made a mistake there. I mean, I mean, they were about as perfect as you could be. And yeah, there's always mistakes. There's always stuff to clean up, of course. But you go into a, a, a decent team's home, off the loss, they got to win. It's national television, and you boat race them like that. I mean, that's an ass-kicking. That wasn't like, hey, they won by seven. I mean, they killed the Raiders. They did. Most impressive did. win any team had this weekend in the NFL, and it's not close. Yeah, and Colin Wood says, Patrick's trusting the pocket now, and that's absolutely right. I agree. Yes. I think that, you know, him learning to trust this new offensive line, to know that when when guys get out on the edge a little bit, that he can step up, that they've got his back, I think that's really important, and hopefully they can get, get healthy at right tackle. Bertram, you had some criticism about the play calling the last couple of weeks. Yep. All that out the window tonight. Do you like what you saw? Well, tonight, yeah, look, because they, my biggest criticism of it was I just thought at times it was, they didn't stick with the run they were successfully running. Now, that I didn't mind that they didn't run as much. So they ran well enough tonight. I have no problem with the amount of time because they were throwing like crazy. Like, if you're, if you're succeeding at throwing the run, then I don't give a shit how many times they run the ball. I care about it when you're having a game we got against the Packers where you're not throwing the ball particularly well. But my, my biggest overall point with reading the enemy in the last game or two was it just felt like I don't mind. Hey, listen, if you're going to check down and take free yards, that's fine. 
But there were times it felt like they were just calling for that. Like, oh, God, just get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. I don't want that. Like, you should be – everything with Mahomes should be deep to short, deep to short, deep to short. And if he doesn't have it, that's fine down the field and check down. I thought tonight there was an emphasis, at least it looked like there was an emphasis, on pushing the ball in the intermediate level. There was, a, there was an emphasis on using their speed in space. How many times did the Raiders miss multiple tackles in space? I got it was yeah. ha- had to happen ten times. I mean, there were yeah. multiple times with Kelsey where he made two, three guys miss. You, that's what you need to do. And, and ready with my man, absolutely. Wear the all white unis on the road every time. Oh, the they're so I, good. I love they're those. So like, good. Well, listen, I'm a, I'm a product of the '90s with Marty. I love that look. Love it. Uh, to me, it's my favorite look of the, that they have. I love that uniform. Um, but I, I'll digress. I know people. I'm sure are not thrilled about that. <laughs> that I thought the the game tonight was well called. It was balanced. It was smart. It, there was none. Of, it didn't feel forced. I, I thought the last two weeks yeah. it just felt at times like they were trying to force a round, you know, a round peg in a square hole. This time it was more like, all right, look, we're, we're going to utilize our guys. We're going to make them cover us and not worry about getting the ball. And it just it changed everything. It, and and yeah. they executed brilliantly. They executed yeah. really well. Didn't have a turnover on offense. Didn't take penalties. The result, 41-14. Thank you, Tiger Shark. We appreciate yes, uh, all you guys, uh, the kind words that you send our way. Um, so I want to talk about the defense, but just the last thing, we've, we've already touched on it. The Chiefs' secret weapon, Tommy Townsend, has had a hell of a couple of weeks here. Um, now, he's thrown a pass before, um, but he was brilliant last week. He only had to punt one time in this game, uh, one punt for, for 42 yards. But really big play, big momentum-changing play, keeps the drive alive. He's got a little bit of a gun there, and the Chiefs obviously know that. But, like, that's a weapon, isn't it? I mean, when you have a punter that can throw the ball, usually when they do these trick plays on special teams, right, it's some kind of run. You generally don't want kickers and punters throwing the football. But when you have a guy like Tommy Townsend that can clearly throw the ball pretty well, I wonder how often Dave Tobes got something in there where it's like, okay, listen, like, you know, it's a punt there. If they're, it doesn't look like they're coming, like take a check, you know, like, cause he can always punt it. If it's not there, he should have the room. But what was your thoughts on that play? Just absolutely crucial call. Well, first of all, I loved it I, again, because it fed into the whole narrative tonight of like, we're taking what we want enough of this crap where it's just, it's just scared weak brand of football. I was like, no, 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 no. we're, we're going to go for it. And you're going to you're gonna have to stop. Like, to me, when they get that amount of talent, by the way, Tommy Townsend, like, there was a gun. There was, you know, like, a lot of things. He fired like, that in there. Like, yeah. A punter throws a ball, and it's usually kind of like a looping. I mean, that thing was a missile. Which, by the way, if people remember, he did that last year against the Jets. Same side of the field, yeah. everything, right in that same spot. And he, and he completed yeah. it. Did a great job. Did a great job. I love the call. Because I love the aggression. I love what it stands for. It stands for the idea that we're not just going to stop and, and, oh, okay, well, you know, you made a play, so I guess it was like, no, it was like, no we're going to keep going. We're going to get what we want. And if we don't get it, you know what? We're going to let our defense take care of things. Like, it, the confidence for this team has been so lacking. Early in the year, it was defensive, right? They had no defensive confidence. The last month, it's been offensive. They've had no confidence. Tonight was the first night where both sides of the ball, you could 
feel it. I mean, it was emanating off of the way they played in that game. Tommy, I was calling for Tommy Townsend to go in and, and replace Mahomes at 41-14. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Wanted somebody said, the, I wanted to see somebody, him in the shotgun. But I, you know, somebody said uh, he's, got a, he's got a stronger arm than Mason Rudolph. Great he, comment. Actually, he might. Seriously. I watched that game. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it was just it was a great, yeah. great game. Um, and actually, we'll get into the defense here now. But the offense, man, a lot. I mean, that was just – that was – you know, we talked about the Jackson fumble had changed the game, and I, I agree with that. I, I think it did. Um, how different is that game if Mahomes doesn't miss two throws? One of them is a touchdown. The other one's like, I mean, my God, they could score 50 points. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. incredible. Yeah. Then let's talk about the defense. They were up to the challenge tonight. And I want to point something out before we get into sort of the more obvious things. And we'll, look, the snap counts will come out tomorrow. I tweet them out every Monday. Just keep an eye on my Twitter for that one. Um, do you know who the leader in tackles was for the Chiefs? Do you know this off the top of your head, Verter? I, I was literally just pulling up the box, but I haven't pulled it up yet. The leader for the ta- – uh, If you had to guess. I'm trying to think. I would, normally it's a linebacker, but I almost – I feel like it would was it was it Reed? It was Armani Watts. Why? You're gonna give me 15 <laughs> guesses. I wouldn't have gotten that. And right. I was just like, guess drop it. Yeah. It's Sneed. Sneed. My God, tonight. Sneed's incredible. Yeah, the guy, he was, he was he number two. Greatest tackle of all time in that game tonight. Yeah, yeah. He's always been good at, at tackling, but. Um, and we'll get to Steen in a second. So Armani wants, like I said, it's hard to, you don't have the all 22, right? You got the broadcast view. So it's tough to tell exactly you track how many, how much uh, Armani Watts was out there. I know he was getting in there a bit during garbage time, but the fact that he had seven tackles for the chiefs in this game four solo and a tackle for a loss, I've been banging the drum on Twitter because they, you know, the chiefs like to go out there with three safeties sometimes. And when they do that, they put Sorensen in. And when they put Sorensen in, bad things happen. Not tonight, but generally, bad things have been happening. And my my argument has been, why not put Armani Watts out there? The worst thing that can happen is he plays like Sorensen. So why not give the guy – you drafted him in the fourth round, give him some run. And the fact that he – I don't know, I don't. maybe Spags is reading my Twitter feed, but the fact that he led the team in tackles, when, when I, I have to guess, he got limited snaps. Oh, shows, they were shows like the last snaps, drive of the right? game. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, some of those may have come on special teams, of course, right? But um, he's he's a really interesting player, and uh, I, I'd like to see more of him. We'll see what the snap counts come out. But let's get to the let's get to the other guys. And I want to start with Snead. Snead it's not, matches, by the way. Yeah, he he. Um, oh, I've got on ESPN. I have him credited for a, a total of six, five solo. Um, one tackle for a loss. Okay, I'm looking at the NFL the, the, box one. Yeah, the way that Snead breaks down when he tackles, you would think he is a linebacker. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. He he he's aggressive. He's sound in his in his in his approach. I, like to be the best cornerback on the team, and then to be out there and be that is probably one of the more underrated things for a defense is to have cornerbacks who are physical and who can tackle. And they're not just finesse. They're not just cover. They're not just looking for picks, but you basically, Oh, I've got another safety on the field basically, or I've got another linebacker on the field when I need one. And that was a big difference in this game tonight. He was one-on-one open field a couple of different times, made great tackles. He's got to be for me, probably the MVP of the game 
honestly, on defense. I just think he was absolutely outstanding. Defensively, you go a lot of different ways. But I'm with you. He was great. And I see a lot of people, by the way, saying Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram, not bad. Like, I'd say he was worth the six-round pick if he's playing like this. He he has been just all over the place. I mean, my God, he's in the backfield. You know, and it's plays, by the way, if you watch. And I thought Frank Clark tonight. Frank Clark did not have a flashy box score game. If you watch him, there were so many runs he blew up because he just destroyed the tackle in front of him. There was a play – so in the first half, um, I, I can't remember who made the tackle. If it was Bolton, I think it was Nick Bolton. He just forced the guy so far back in the, into the backfield because he, he just blew it up. And the Chiefs were able to just clean up the play. I mean, it, it was great. It was great. I see the bat. He had a handful of counts. Like, bro, if, I, if I could have found it, believe me, after this game, I would have poured the milk into the bag. Okay? <laughs> it wouldn't have been a hard bet for me to fulfill. Uh, maybe yeah. at some point here, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll go on Amazon. I will look. If Amazon has it, I will buy it. I'll make good because, believe me, I, I want Count Chocula bad right now. Um, it was it was a master class defensively. I thought Chris Olsen got involved. He was good. Very good. Um, the linebackers, all good. You know, even, even the throw that you know, Hitchens is trailing underneath. I mean, he was in position. Hitchens did his job. The safeties didn't come over fast enough. But, man – they are playing with a completely different physicality, a completely different confidence. And by the way, Rashad Fenton, like, is there, I know he took the P.I. Is there a reason he wasn't playing earlier in the year? I mean, Jesus, the guy, every time somebody throws at him, he's all over the guy yeah. like, in a good way. I mean, he yeah. he's played great. They made a lot of personnel changes on defense. And we could all sit here and bitch about spags. It shouldn't have gone that long. And that's fine. Okay? There's a lot of truth in that. But, man – now, with the adjustments they've made, with the addition of Ingram, with, with Gay coming back healthy, I mean, it it is it is all of a sudden a, a completely different unit. And I think a lot of it's because of the speed and the physicality. They're playing a lot faster as you play a real team frauds. Well, I thought the Raiders were a real team until tonight when they when they got beat by 27 points at home. Um, it, was, it, it was a great game. It was a great, 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 great game for Kansas City on both sides. Yeah, and and I know it was his first game back from from injury, but I watched the Packers Seahawks game tonight, and I felt a lot better about the the Chiefs' struggles last week against the Packers. Watching what they did to a, a really dynamic offense in Seattle, uh, the Packers have a very strong defense, and so you know sometimes the Chiefs have played the hardest schedule, the second. Or, uh, it, uh, the second hardest schedule, I think, um, in the league other than the Jets. All right. So, you know, we got to cut them a little. They've been disjointed for sure, but we got to come a little bit of slack as well. All right. I got another quiz for you, Verderham. Don't look at the box score. Look away. I, I don't have it up. <clears throat> Who led the Chiefs in pass defenses? Was it Chris Jones just batting down passes? It was Chris Jones with two. And we've talked about that on this podcast about him not being in the middle and his, his, um, you know, his knack for getting his hands up. I've talked about it with, with, with our boss and, and, and colleague here at Fanside, Zach Best, multiple times on the phone. Like we're missing. It, it seems like a, it seems like a small thing, you know, those, when they bat those passes down, but those are drive killers. You never, you never get a chance to get the ball in, into the secondary. There's not going to be any pass interference. Like, that's it. Stops dead. It's such a deflating thing 
when a defensive lineman bats down that ball and when they don't get home. Um, and to have Chris Jones back doing that again is it's just those little things add up for the defense. And uh, but the Chiefs, l- listen to this one. They have five tackles for a loss in this game. Watts had one. Sneed had one. Bolton, Naughty, Jaron Reed. Um, I mean, th- this was not happening earlier in the season. They were not getting into the backfield. They were not getting sacks. Um, so just an absolutely stellar performance from the defense. A little stumble early in the third quarter. Pass rush looked a little – looked like they were tired. I don't know. It was weird. Um, but after that, they, they just put the hammer back down, and that was that. Again, and by the way, when Jones was knocking all his passes down, that game was over. And Jones was still going and going and going. I mean, that, that really was – I feel like I just keep repeating myself, but it's true. Like, that game was about confidence. As that game went on, you could see it in that. I mean, they just – offensively especially, you could see it. Defensively, I think they've been getting for a month now. And that game was a culmination. You got out there, you know, it's, you know these guys love to say, hey – we don't listen to the media. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Right. I mean, the Chiefs, I think yeah. Anthony Hitchens and Tyron Matthews have proven that a few times, right? Like, they listen to the fans. In today's day and age with social media and everything else, you hear everything. Now, some guys are better at filtering it, but they hear it. They absolutely hear it. And the, the coaches hear it. The, the, the GMs hear it. You know, look, that, we've written stuff at Fanside that we've gotten emails from – GMs of I mean, it. Ha- like, believe me, they hear it. They know it. They are well aware of, of what is said about them. And I think there was a thought defensively, hey, are they really that good, right? Like, they did it to Washington. They did it to New York. They did it to Green Bay. They laid it on, on, on uh, Oakland, on, on the Raiders tonight. They laid it on them. That's a good offense. They did nothing in that game. Yeah, let's talk about the interceptions. Um, obviously, Dirty Dan, much maligned Dirty Dan, comes down with a pick in this game. Basically took it away from from Tyron Matthew. They were both right there. Either one of them, glad that they didn't, uh, you know, bump into each other. Dan comes down with it. Um, you got to give him. You got to give him some credit. Oh, Verderham must be on T-Mobile Wi-Fi. They're making fun of your Wi-Fi. I'm, I'm on um, Xfinity, but I, I feel like I should get a refund. I apologize. Right. Oh my God, it's <laughs> yeah. a disgrace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're a bit choppy, but, um, you know, it happens live, live, uh, radio here. Um, so what, what were your, what was your take on the, on the chiefs taking the ball away? Uh, which is something that, that they have not, and God, they probably could have had three or four more interceptions in this game. I think it all worked in, in absolute tandem and, and hopefully my Wi-Fi can handle this, but look, it worked. The chiefs got pressure as the game went on. They started blitzing more because they got ahead. All of a sudden, Derek Carr started throwing up the ball like he was terrified to get hit. And the result was a secondary that, you know, my father actually just texted me and pointed out, they didn't have a defensive holding all night. They had one they had one PI, but all night, I mean, they had good coverage. They had a lot of good coverage. It, yeah. To me, it was, you know, all this stuff works hand in hand, right? It really does. Defense gets pressure, secondary is going to play better. And it was – it was a game where I thought, you know, early in the third quarter, it was the one time they weren't getting a lot of pressure, and what happens, right? Like, all of a sudden, the Raiders are getting plays. Um, but it was it was a game where their secondary was very active. They did not take a lot of penalties. 
it was a really, really nice job by a unit that early in the year felt like they couldn't stop anybody. And now Nobody. you're surprised they give up points. I mean, it really has gotten to that point where you say, oh my God, you know, if they give up 20, it's shocking. If they continue to play defense like this and they stay healthy offensively, I'm not picking against them in the playoffs. I don't, I don't give a shit who they play, where they play them. That team, yeah. if their defense is holding teams under 20, good night. They, they, they will they will score enough if they're healthy. It was it was really impressive. Yeah, make make no mistake. If this game happened five weeks ago, the Raiders would have hung thirty on that Chiefs defense. Oh. They were they were terrible. They couldn't stop anybody. Um, somebody, uh, oh god, who was it in the chat? Tom Hood said about your Wi-Fi, Verderam. His Wi-Fi is like Derek Carr, barely functional. Love it. <laughs> By the way, has anybody checked on Raider Cody? Oh, oh! Wait, wait, he went radio silent on the Twitter after after that fumble. I think that was the last tweet I saw from him. I know he's a, he's a popular guy in the uh, in the Chiefs Twitter sphere. Um, all right, let, listen, let's uh, hit that hit that thumbs up button. We're, we're we're winding down here, but hit that thumbs up button. Let's get a few more people in here. Okay, let's um, let's talk, let's let's go to our players of the game here. Uh, let's go to earning their arrowheads. Um, I'll kick us off. I've got an arrowhead to give off right away. I'm giving one to Legarius Sneed. Absolutely incredible performance. Great tackling. Fantastic job by him. Verderam, who gets an arrowhead from you? Darrell Williams. Man, yeah. man, man it was like Jerry Rice. I mean, I, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Darrell Williams gets one unquestioned, 100-plus yards receiving, a touchdown. It was well, well done. Well done by him. Um, also, of course, uh, Tommy Townsend. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy Townsend definitely gets an arrowhead from me. I'm going to give an arrowhead. Let's see. You know what? I'm going to give an arrowhead to Dan Sorensen. The man has been roasted all year. He goes out there. I, I don't know how many snaps he got again. We'll find out tomorrow. But all I know is he didn't get roasted on any plays tonight. And when the ball came his way, he went out there and made a play. That was, look, he may be done. I'm not saying start trotting him back out there or anything. But that was vintage Dan Sorensen, who, you know, who we've appreciated for what he's contributed to this team over the years. He's taken a lot of heat. We're going to give them the heat when they deserve it. When they go out there and they make a play, I'm going to give them the props. Uh, I think that's what being a good fan is. And uh, so get, an air, get a little arrowhead to Dan Sorensen. He pick, came, out, came down with that pick. Important move. The, the number one. The number one, though, Mahomes. I mean, we could, you know, obviously Kelsey deserves one. Hill deserves yeah. Yep. Mahomes. Mahomes. I mean, we both, yeah, listen, I'm not – I'll just preface this by saying I think Ryan Clark actually does a great job. He's one of the few I, I really enjoy listening to. And, and I bring it up because it's gotten some run if you're on Twitter. You know, he's called Mahomes broken. and Yeah. I, it is what it is. Okay, I'm not I'm not here to dunk on Ryan Clark because, I, I, again, I actually really enjoy his commentary. The reason I bring it up, though, is Mahomes was never – this idea that Mahomes is broken, Mahomes was in his own head. I mean, I think anyone who watched it, it just became obvious. It was in his head. The problem, that, that's where the issue was. Tonight, he got out of his own head. That was a yeah. game where it was just, I'm going to be aggressive. I don't care anymore. I'm going to be me. And you know what? He really was. Like, you really, in that game, I get it. Look, we could give arrowheads out to 30 guys. <laughs> he was the driving force in that game. He was the absolute conductor of the of the engine and I thought 
all the way through. He played a great game. And now you're going to a Dallas game, which we'll get into in this week, where I got to tell you, but that is going to be, if they play like that, that's going to be one hell of an offensive show. Yeah, it sure is. Um, yeah, And I'm going to give it, and somebody in the chat mentioned this as well. Uh, uh, Jerry did. Arrowhead to Andy Reid. You know, this thing really could have, if, if um, Herm Edwards is your coach, right? All due respect to Herm Edwards, this season unravels. It just does. Todd Haley, the season unravels. Andy Reid is not perfect, but he passed Curly Lambeau tonight for the mo- for for wins in the in, in a in the regular season. I think he moved up to number fifth, uh, number five. Um, and and credit to Andy Reid, he's never panicked. He's you know he's gone out there. He's been steady every week. We're gonna figure this out. We're working on it. We're getting closer. We're working on it. And his play calling tonight. I thought he and Eric Bieniemy did an exceptional job. Spags got this defense turned around. And look, th- 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 this is part of our job, right? Our job is to point out what's going wrong and 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 to panic a little bit because we're we're fans, right? And the coach's job is to do their best to to tune out all that noise from folks like us and to keep their players focused. And man, I'm telling you, what the Chiefs have gone through this year, a lot of NFL teams could not handle that pressure and would it just, they would just implode. And I think it's just a really, it's a, it's a mark of the steady coaching from Andy Reid and that whole staff that this team after playing like complete garbage a week ago, even on offense comes out and, and, and hangs 40 points and plays that sharp of a football game when, when the football is really starting to matter and, and they deserve a hat tip from us. Uh, on keeping this team from this team could easily be a two win team with the way that they've played easily. And instead they're first place in the AFC West. Yeah. Listen. Um, and by the way, you're not Ryan Clark really probably I'm going through Twitter and I just keep seeing him pop on my feet. It probably is a good night to just turn off Twitter. If you're Ryan Clark, he is, uh, it's, 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 it's been, and it, somebody actually went after him. He said, you know, uh, because somebody quotes me at the clips at awkward, and then he responds, not weird at all. Super strange that one good game from Pat makes y'all feel so good. I mean, one good game? <laughs> one good game? Guys, yeah. like, the greatest player of all time, first 50 starts. I, I don't don't, don't double down. It was, the bro- it, it was saying that he was broken. That was – the rest of his analysis was actually spot on. It was on, good. Which it was, was fine. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. It was but saying, saying that uh, Patrick Mahomes – is broken is it was just it was a it was a bad it was a bad statement. We all have them. We oh, all God, have them. I gave I gave an arrowhead to Sorensen tonight, so we all have them, right? I, I I give I give horrible commentary all the time. I mean, and yet you mm. people all deal with that and my Wi-Fi, which is a train wreck. But look, right. I I mean, everybody's wrong. Just hey, look, you played great. That's fine. It's, whatever. The point is, I'm not. I'm, look, I'm not looking to get that. I don't care about any of that. I just happen to be scrolling through Twitter. Actually, what I was going to say was Craig Stout, who, who does great work, he works over at KC Sports Network, he mentioned on Twitter, the Chiefs tonight on third down defensively gave up negative three yards on third down. Wow. wow. <laughs> Craig deserves all the flowers. That's, That's a great point. That is a great Negative five, yeah. three yards on third down for the Raiders. Yeah. Now that, that's winning football. I mean, that is good night. I, I, yeah. Awesome, awesome job. I, I don't have it in front of me because I don't have the box scrub because my Wi-Fi actually might die. But, like, 
I don't know what the what their third down conversion rate was. Apparently not high based off of those numbers. So um, just kudos, kudos, amazing effort. Yeah, and I saw somebody in the chat said, "Give an arrowhead to the offensive line." Absolutely, absolutely. You know the 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 Raiders had zero sacks tonight, two tackles for a loss. That's it. Um, the offensive line was absolutely fantastic. And considering that they're down to their their third string, you know, right tackle against a really good pass rusher and Crosby, um, I on the road, like I just I don't think there's much more you can ask for. Um, before we get out of here, Verderam, just a just a just a little bit of a an appetizer. Now the schedule this week, of course, will be Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes will be back on Tuesday. Verderam and I will be live at 10 a.m. Arrowhead time on this very channel for our preview of the of the Cowboys and Chiefs games. A big game for the Chiefs next week. Looking ahead to a team like Dallas, much different offensively than the Raiders, much more dangerous from from a, a you know a more mobile quarterback to a lot of receiving weapons to an excellent backfield with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, a big test for this chiefs defense and and a game where the chiefs offense is, is going to have to come out and play like they did tonight, because it's probably going to be a little bit of a shootout. What, what, like, what do you, what's, what's in your head coming off this game? Can the chiefs repeat this performance? Cause they're probably going to have to. Yeah, I think they can. Um, and if they do, they're going to win. Uh, I'll I'll go right on the record. Right, if they play like that again, they will win this game. They will beat Dallas. Um, that said, Dallas is a great offense. A lot of weapons: Lamb, Gallup, Cooper. You know, Dalton Schultz is a really good tight end. Nobody knows about. Um, they you know they have a lot of talent. Pollard and Elliott in the backfield. Dak at the controls. I mean, this is listen. A lot of talent. A lot, a lot of talent. That being said. Kansas City's got every single bit of talent offensively that Dallas does. And they're at home in this game. Like, this game to me will come down to situational football. Again, they're downs, red zone. When you play a good team, that's usually what the game comes down to. Turnovers, penalties, right? Like, Kansas City's got to be the smarter team. They've got to be the more disciplined team. But overall, uh, I think the early line was two-and-a-half-point favorites for the Chiefs. Uh, both teams play great today, so I'm guessing it's going to stay right around that. Maybe it jumps to three. But I think it's a game – look, the, if you're the Chiefs, you certainly want to win the game. But because you beat the Raiders and you've won three in a row here, I don't feel like it's imperative. Like, if they've lost a game, you're like, oh, God. They come out of their bye, they play the Raiders at home. Like, those are three games you've got to win. See, if you lost to Dallas, as long as you handle business, say you're eight and five, you feel fine. But this is also um, an opportunity. I, I see you lost. Pal, no. I'm guessing based off of your comments, you lost. Um, I think this is an opportunity where if the Chiefs win the game, then you start looking at it going, all right, got the bye, come out of the bye. Who are you scared about after the bye? Who is it? I mean, Denver twice, the Raiders at home, the Steelers at home, who just tied the Lions, at the Bengals, at the Chargers. I mean, maybe those last two games, maybe. Chargers are struggling, though. Chargers are struggling. Chargers are so up and down. And then on top of that shit, I mean, the Bengals, like, I don't know. If the Chiefs play well, they're going to beat the Bengals. Let's be honest. I mean, if Kansas City plays well, they're going to win that game. If Kansas City beats Dallas, I'm not saying they will do this. They could run the tape. Yeah. I mean – uh, that's a that's a lot. 
that's a lot. I'm not saying they will. I'm not predicting, but I'm saying like you'd be looking at that going, good went out. I mean, you know, there's nobody else the rest of the way that you're like, oh god. I mean, they'll be, they'll be favorites in every single game the rest of the way, every game. Yeah, and and the great uh, the great Pat Riley is here. Uh, knows a couple things chat. about winning rings. Yeah, knows a few things about winning rings. Anyone can beat anyone in the NFL. That's absolutely right, Pat. You know, I you're and if anything. If we've been learned any, if we've learned anything this year in the NFL, it is exactly that, especially in the AFC. I mean, you go into a week where just any, nobody is safe, right? Nobody is safe from losing. Nobody is safe from you play. Oh, we're playing the Giants. We're playing the Lions. Well, guess what? Somebody's going to sneak up on you. So there hasn't been a dominant team this year in the NFL. You get the Patriots coming on. You got the Steelers coming on. You got some other teams reeling. Even Buffalo, who won big today, were struggling early. Like, these things can happen. So the Chiefs just need to keep taking care of business. This game against Dallas, if they can get their mojo back, uh, they would be in a tremendous position if they can take down Dallas and go into their bye week you know, sitting atop the AFC West and the rest of the AFC, AFC teams have to go out there and they have to keep winning because the Chiefs are coming for them. If they play like that, they can beat any team in the AFC. By the way, Scott Loring, that, that comment's hilarious. How ironic that Tommy Townsend threw a pass and Derek Carr threw a punt in the same game. That That's great. Well done, Scott. Well done. Um, oh, I'll finish off my thoughts with this. Next week's a, 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 an opportunity. I felt like this game – was it was an absolute necessity. They had to win this game. They had to win this game. They did it. Even if they lose to Dallas, I still think they're in full control divisional wise. They have Denver twice, the Raiders at home. I think they're okay. However, it is an opportunity. If you beat the Cowboys in this game, the Bills are playing the Colts next week. One of them's a loser. New England on a Thursday night's in Atlanta. Could lose that game. The Chargers play the Steelers. One of them's losing. The Raiders play the Bengals. One of them's losing. You win against Dallas, you're gaining on a lot of teams. You're picking up ground on a lot of teams. And Cleveland, I forget for the life of me who they play. Um, oh, they play the Lions. They should beat them. That season's going. Who knows? Um, there's a lot of games. You know, look at Baltimore Chicago. Like, I think Baltimore's going to win. Who the hell knows? got beat by the Dolphins. And I saw somebody ask, uh, Christian, yes, and Christian, you're always here, man. Thanks, appreciate it. Is the number one seed a possibility in your eyes? If they beat Dallas, yes, which is insane. I can't even believe that's a thing, but yes, I, because if they beat Dallas, it's not homerish or unrealistic to say they could literally go 13-4. and four. Like I, Again, I'm not picking that. That's hard to do. That's a lot to do. What I'm saying is would they have the realistic opportunity to do it? Yes, um, yeah, and it's it, it's going to but it's going to be one game at a time. And Dallas is really tough. Jerron says this podcast is more enjoyable when the Chiefs. Well, I'm sorry, Jerron. I, I, I wish it was more enjoyable for you, but uh, <laughs> I'm glad they won. I'm glad they won. Yeah. Actually, Tennessee's got the tie. That's fine. Tennessee also doesn't have Julio Jones, Derek Henry, and lately is winning games on a, a ridiculous roughing the passer pass call and about four pick six. No, I have all the respect in the world for the Titans. Could the Titans lose three more games? Yeah, the Titans could lose three more games. You're going to tell me they couldn't lose to the Niners? You're going to tell me they couldn't lose uh, to the, the – the, the, God, they have another game. I was just thinking about this. 
Uh, there's, they have a couple of games that are difficult. I'm blanking for the life of me. I cannot remember who the other game is that I want to point out that they play against. But there are a couple of games. Look, I don't think that the Chiefs are going to be a one seed. If you said to me, are you predicting that? No. No. But if they beat the Cowboys, do I think it's realistically possible? Yes. I'll tell you right now. I do think it's very possible they beat the Cowboys at least get to a two seed. Because Baltimore, you want to talk about a rough schedule? Their last seven games, Pittsburgh twice, Cincinnati on the road, Cleveland twice, the Rams, the Packers. They're losing. Baltimore's they're in trouble. Baltimore is in trouble. I mean, those those are brutal. The Bills play the Colts, they play the Bucks, they play the Pats twice, they play the Saints on Thanksgiving in New Orleans. Like these teams have harder schedules than Kansas City after this Dallas game. And, yeah. again, they left Kansas City in the, with the crack door because they just kept losing. I mean, the freaking Bills lost to the Jags and the Steelers this year. Ravens just lost to the Dolphins. They showed the Lions. I mean, there have just been a lot of games this year where these teams have just they let the Chiefs hang around. They let them hang around. They let them ha- – I mean, at some point, if the Chiefs got right, we knew this was a possibility. And that's one game. But one game, they got right. We'll see if it continues. It's funny when you think about it, uh, uh, you know, of all these teams in the AFC and as bad as the Chiefs have played, they don't have a bad loss. I mean, they've been beaten badly, but they've been beaten by good teams, right? And so um, it's it's, it's really – it's going to be fascinating. But you're right. They are now in control of their own destiny. For the first time all season, they're atop the AFC West. uh, Well, since week one. But, like – this is it. If they win their divisional games, one seed, yeah, a little bit of a long shot. They take care of business. They've got another game against the Raiders. They haven't played Denver at all yet. Denver's been seriously up and down. They get another crack at the Chargers, who they're ahead of right now, right? So this is this is the Chiefs' division for the taking. They can get themselves a home game in the playoffs. They're in. You could after the way they played, you could not ask for more. If you're Kansas City and Andy Reid, could not ask for more. And as we've been talking about on this podcast, you get to around Thanksgiving and, and that's when things start getting serious. That's when the contenders separate from the pack a little bit and the Chiefs are perfectly positioned to, to go on a run here if they can keep playing Kansas City Chiefs football, which we have finally seen. Um, and and there have been it's been creeping. The defense has been getting better and now the offense has joined them. And if they can put that together again for the next couple of weeks, They're going to go on a run. All right, everybody, listen. You guys are awesome. Hanging out with us late on a Sunday night, talking about Count Chocula, talking about the Chiefs. Um, We're going to be back, like I said, Tuesday, audio version. Make sure you head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review over there. Leave us a written review. We'll read it on the podcast. Thursday, Verderam and I are back on YouTube, and we will be previewing Chiefs versus Cowboys. Huge game for the Chiefs. Um, Yeah. That's that's all we got. So thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for joining our victory party for the Chiefs. I know it's uh, it's a little different when they lose. There's some good Verderam rants. There's some anger. But I think we can all agree we'd much rather just pound a couple of beers, eat some Count Chocolate out of the bag, and celebrate a victory. So hopefully we'll be doing that again next Sunday night. For Matt Verderam, my name is Patrick Allen. This is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Appreciate your support. And as always, go Chiefs.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.